What's up, boys? I hope you are having an incredible day. Just a reminder that we drop every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can listen to our podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. The boys! What's up, pups? Wolves? Everybody tuning in for another episode of Bustin' with the Boys. It's your boy, Will Compton. Um, and Taylor Luan. Taylor's not here right now. I'm, I'm out in Oakland, California. I do the weekly intros. Cat's out the bag. I do the weekly intros every week. Um, yeah, boy, uh, update. Boy got signed by the Black and Silver. Oakland Raiders. Big win yesterday. Shout out to the boys, man. Fucking, it was awesome to be a part of. Um, I'm out here in this grimy extended state right now. I'm just sitting here. Literally, I'm in my socks and my underwear. Just sitting lonely in this extended stay hotel. Love being out here, number one. But number two, this hotel, holy shit. It smells like cigarettes. Like, it's just, I mean, you smell weed everywhere. You smell cigarettes. You saw, I fucking saw a rat big enough. I named him Splinter. It's uh it's a it's a time out here in this extended stay. But couple quick couple of reminders, couple updates. <clears throat> number one, number fucking one, and I'm sorry to curse, but I gotta curse because I gotta put emphasis on that. I need your guys' attention. Especially you Titans fans. Especially the boys out in the two-tone blue that root for the two-tone blue. But really everybody knew these episodes are recorded ahead of time. These episodes were recorded ahead of time. And I, I just say the two-tone blue. I just say Titans fans because people chirping like, hey, tell your boy, we're not even going to go there. Take that fart, waft it, waft it in their faces, waft it in people's faces like we're not going there. These episodes are recorded ahead of time. Most of them were recorded in the summer, some in August, some where I'm doing one-on-ones. Um, but these episodes are recorded ahead of time. Um, with that being said, just know that we aren't podcasting in season. Yes, I do the intros, but they're just, you know, a few minutes. Sometimes I ramble a little too long, whatever. Don't give a um, shout out to our sponsors. Number one, Regal Realty Group, Hunter Briley, MVP of Nashville. Uh, everything from commercial to residential to investment. The dude throws our tailgates. He's he he just got the bus towed. Guys, the bus is towed. So if, when, keep updated with us on at bus and WTB on our social medias, but we might, I think we are having a tailgate this week. I'm going to have to actually get with Hunter, but uh, stay up to date with us on our social medias. But our tailgates from here on out, you won't see the bus. The bus is in the shop. It's getting fixed because we're getting mobile. And when we get mobile, we're taking fucking over, dudes. We're going coast to coast. Uh, probably not like a tour deal, but like to go get these pods, bro. Joe Rogan, if you happen to hear this, we're coming. I'm getting the bus out here. I'm getting the bus out here on the West Coast. We're getting it on the West Coast in the off season. But the bus is getting fixed right now. And shout out Hunter Briley for hooking a lot of that shit up. Um, his personal six one five six three zero nine seven three five. Guys, Hunter Briley with Regal Realty Group, commercial, anything real estate, anything investment, any anything, dude. Hit him up. Call or text him at that number, 615-630-9735. His website is also regalrg.com. And shout out to Hunter for working with the boys over at Donaldson Record Service, Donaldson Towing Service, 615-889-6218. 
that's the that's our that's our guys that uh that tow the bus around for us. Shout out to them. They've been a huge help for us. Um and also our sponsor that's out there in the social media world with the hashtag don't give a shout out Anheuser Busch and Ajax Turner. Uh Ajax is a local d- distributor for Anheuser Busch. Shout out those guys, man. Uh, for being a huge sponsor of the show. Um, you'll, you'll see out there a hashtag don't give a, that's that don't give a mentality when we're pubbing these seltzers or we're pubbing these bone and thieves, dude. Those drinks that people might call soft and girly. You just have your for the boys hat on. You just fucking look over with your drink, man. And you just say, Hey, don't give a, because we don't give a shit. They, they taste good. Huge fan of the Bone and V's with the little mermaid on the can. I prefer the mermaid on the can. It just, to me, that, that, that makes you even harder, dude. But anyway, post your pictures. Hashtag don't give us so we can show you. We can pub you on our YouTube channel on our, on our busting with the boys show on YouTube. We can show all your stuff there. We can retweet you. We can share it on story, yada, yada, all that fun stuff. Uh, speaking of YouTube channel, go to our YouTube channel, busting with the boys. We're trying to build that thing up. Subscribe, comment, do all the good fun stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm keeping this short. We're getting into the intro. You might be hearing this little voice right here. You're thinking, I know that voice. That's my father. You're right. It's your dad. Hi. <laughs> dad of Nashville. There's about 2 million of you guys now. And I got to be we honest, I am exhausted from all that work, giving birth or helping give birth, I guess. <laughs> Today, we have a very special guest, a guy who is just loved in the city of Nashville, an amazing guy, amazing person, got the work ethic of a Clydesdale dude. Gets after in every single way. Played in a couple of teams. Same draft class as each other. Yep. Jordan Matthews. Round of applause for the boy right now. There he is. Good. Give yourself good. a round of applause. And, and, and it's his birthday. Uh, and it's his birthday. birthday. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. We God. might have to get some, uh, you know, some spankings. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, hey. and the podcast is over. That's it. Here's the deal, my puppies. Hey, oh, oh, we got one more puppy right here. Look at that. This is one of my babies. We this brought is, one of the wolves on the bus. That's Haggard. All right, go, come on up. Go up, Haggard. Or do what you want, buddy. He's uh, he's trained, but uh, he's not acting like that. Hey, Couché. But oh, yeah. anyway, Couché, Couché. We have Jordan Matthews. We're going to talk all things. Where you know we're obviously <laughs> going to do the whole bit. We're going to have fun. We're yeah. going to talk about my man's story. We're going to talk about what he enjoys most. Uh, some of his adversity he's been through over the last couple of years because the dude was a baller back in Philly. Back with back with Philly being a baller. Um, but somebody that I met at Vanderbilt. He's a warrior. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun today, guys. A lot of fun. Um, one thing we need you to do, here's our uh, call to action. All right, let's do it. Follow mm. Bussin WTB yep, on Instagram you. and Twitter. All right. All right. Now on YouTube, you want to see I this don't content. Have, I don't have Instagram. You don't? Yeah, hey, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. This is, for the, this is for the wolves. I, I, the got, a, I got a wife. Okay, what? you got a wife. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pill. Hey, we'll dive in. You hold that thought. We're going to dive into that. <laughs> right, sure. that but I don't want Instagram. You want to see our episodes? <laughs> you want to see our episodes in content form visually? Yeah. Our YouTube is Bussin' with the Boys. That's on YouTube and Facebook. Go give us a like. And also, the big thing we want you guys to do because we're going to get, we're going to read the best reviews today that we've seen so far on our podcast platform is go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever platform you guys go to, rate and review our podcast and we want to shout you guys out we want to read these reviews and help this bus going the bus still isn't mobile one thing we do have is a merch store bussinwtb.com again that is bussin wd no i apologize bussinwtb.com you can find our merch there find all the platforms to go on find all the ways to subscribe and have fun and enjoy this ride my pups enjoy this ride we got your we got nashville's dad hi we got jordan matthews and we're about to bring you guys some heat let's get it I turned 27 today. Uh, it's been a good day so far. I uh, woke up, had breakfast with one of my 
good friends. I pledged in uh, college, pledged Kappa Alpha Psi. So I ate one of my line brothers for breakfast this morning, went and got a haircut. Uh, gotta get fresh. Gotta fly back to go see the wifey in DC. So you know it's on and popping. Once I get back, that so birthday cut. Gotta be fresh. Gotta have birthday cut. Um, <laughs> and then uh, went and had lunch. And so now I'm on the bus, man. It's been a great morning so far. Yeah, solid. I wish we had, we actually did bring you a little present. Got a little merch on you right there. There you go. You don't even have to pay us for that because no, it's your birthday. No, all other guests it. they have to pay. Yeah, I, I feel like I've reached uh, full on dad mode where all you wear is free T-shirts yep. that you get from other people. Absolutely. <laughs> so you know, I walked in with a Vanderbilt one, obviously free, and just got another one today. So I haven't bought a shirt in years but you know hey i'm full dad mode so it's all good yeah what brought you to that what brought you back home uh man actually i had to come down uh for a quick i do a little a couple prps before the year starts just to get some good stem cells back in some of the joints this is uh, for your knee right yeah yeah for the knee so just you know i've gotten to the point where i'm back to 100 percent, but at the same time uh, i don't ever want to go back down that road of those injuries and that rehab i'm like let me be proactive about the stuff from now on so i got to come down meet with some of my docs from vanderbilt on monday I was like, all right, I might as well kick it for the next couple of days. So got to run to you guys yesterday, and now I'm on the bus today. So I feel like I'm doing pretty good this time around. That's a quick turnaround. You, you, you got to do that prehab instead of doing that rehab. Amen. Staying on top of it, dude. That's a big deal. Will's, like, Will's bigger than stuff. You listen to Ben Greenfield ever? I've not listened to Ben Greenfield. You got to put me on. Yeah. Dude, but just go to Ben Greenfield. Or, I mean, we don't want to shout out his podcast. Uh, we don't want to shout out Ben Greenfield's podcast, but Ben Greenfield has a great podcast. Ben has a great podcast. <laughs> right, he has just, a lot, a lot of good insight, a lot of good right. insight, a lot of good recovery stuff. He just kind of experiments on himself all the time and then provides all that data yeah. to everybody on yeah. what works, what doesn't, what he's really into. Yeah. If you're an athlete, if you're an average Joe, if you're in between athlete and average Joe, um, which equals CrossFit. Right. Or, or Will. <laughs> Oh, well, well, Compton. Dude, it takes a, a lot of hard work to be this mediocre looking. Dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> the, you know. the, the thing that's important is if you guys, if there's an athlete out there that thinks, I want to know how to make my body better, Ben Greenfield is a great podcast. This is not the podcast that is going, yeah. to get, yeah. that is going to give you life hacks for those types of things. We're here to have fun times. Giggle a bit. Enjoy ourselves and meet no some doubt. cool people. No but as far as PRP goes, hit me real quick on what PRP is. I, I know, but just... Yeah. Hit the viewers what they what, what it is. So basically, platelet-rich plasma. So whenever you want to get um, some healing into an area, obviously the biggest things are getting um, blood and oxygen in that area. That's how scabs heal. That's how bones come back together. And so uh, there's a couple areas in the body, like tendons, especially the patella tendon, where oxygen and blood cells don't actually get to as efficiently. And so the best way to do it is to take your own blood out of your arm and then put it back into your body. We all know that our body has self already made healing components that's a beautiful thing about the human body but it's just making it a lot easier to take your own blood put it back into an area and to promote faster healing so before the season a lot of guys will do it um i know a couple of my boys and the eagles they still do it before the season just to be proactive mm -hmm. and so like i said i, I had a, a couple injuries after my third year and it took me a while a couple surgeries to really get back healthy and that's kind of when i learned about taking that whole holistic approach, learning about my body, learning about recovery. And so now, man, it's a, it's a full-on job. My wife also plays uh, sports. She's a professional soccer player. Damn. She plays in D.C., and she also plays for the Jamaican national team. And so she's all on board with it too, man. So our whole family, man, has kind of gone on this holistic train and trying to figure out the best way to improve quality of life. So we're really enjoying it. Now, you did a cocktail of PRP and stem cell, you said? Uh, I only did PRP. Just PRP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're I, familiar with stem cell too, right? Yeah, familiar with stem cell. If I was recovering from an actual injury, I would have definitely done stem cell. I've actually done stem cell before from an umbilical cord. I've done that before. Yeah, the em embryonic or amniotic or embryonic stem cell. Um, I'm not going to butcher the word, but I know for <laughs> a fact it was from a, a C-section. They took it out, and then they actually put it in my hamstring when I pulled my hamstring with the uh, Patriots. And I came back in like four weeks, so I've got a, I've got a two year old hamstring right now, but it's, it's going well. 
Yeah, I, last year I had a grade two. I tore my hamstring as well. Yeah, and did the same thing. Had PR or stem cell put right into it. Yeah, and I was back, you know, in four weeks. Yeah, Game so it, it's crazy, man. That stuff is that stuff really does work. What's yeah. up? Nothing. I just I remember when you had that hamstring issue, and I remember. It, I, <laughs> oh, that, I'm, I remember talking. I, I remember talking to the head trainer, and he's like, "Well, trust me, we had the same conversation when you got knocked out." <laughs> Wow. There's a video of it. There's literally a video of me sleeping on the ground. Yeah, I know. And then they're like, "Man, he's really he's really milking that thing like week after week." <laughs> played played 13 days later. It's like, not a big deal. Yeah, yeah well, what's Taylor been? Like, he jokes around with me. I don't know why he hasn't been coming to work. <laughs> yeah, you know, once you once you pay a guy, you know. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm but, hey, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, but for hey, people hey. that for people that don't know, explain like what your injury was and what you've been overcoming the last year. Yeah, so um, what it really was, honestly, was just over time, it was wear and tear, um, kind of this thing called tendinosis. So a lot of people are familiar with the word tendinitis. Tendinitis is basically just a little bit wearing down the tissue, but you can kind of bounce back from tendinitis with a little bit of rest and recovery. I had reached the point where no amount of rest and recovery was going to help those fibers come back together. And so I had to actually go, I had to do some other procedures to really get that thing, to get the knee back to where it was. And so that was the first thing. And so um, that kind of happened as I was leaving um, the Eagles. And so when I left the Eagles, I actually was already hurt and I was in need of some type of surgery. And when you say leaving the Eagles, your contract was up and you're no, I got, I got traded. I got traded. You got, that's right. That's right. I got traded to Buffalo. And, um, you know, and like I said, I had, a, I had a good time in Buffalo. I, like, made one joke about Buffalo a long time, and now I, I think people are still, like, really upset. Um, oh, that's fine, dude. Everybody I, I don't know if I'm going to go back, so I don't really care if they're all bad at me. But <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, though, I did enjoy myself there. But when I got, when I got traded there, I was still – I was already hurt. And so I, need, I was in need of surgery, so I literally told my receivers coach, like, look, I could probably give you about 10 good weeks, but I need to go get surgery because I'm going to end up hitting free agency and I want to be healthy. So I played, like, 10 games, man, and I was just – I was hurting the whole time. From the tendinosis? From the, yes, from the tendinosis because okay. I needed an actual procedure at this point. And so um, after the season, or after those 10 games, they put me on IR. I went down to James Andrews in Florida. They did this thing called a 10X procedure. So what they did was they go in, they extract, they extracted the bad tissue, took bone marrow out of my back, spun that around, those stem cells, and then injected into my knee. And I actually was in a straight leg knee brace. And I also had an ankle injury. They took out my ostrigonum. It was a bone that also got fractured when, before I left word. the Eagles. Yes, yeah. I was playing on two bad wheels the whole time I was in Buffalo. So that offseason, I had ankle surgery and basically a very, I won't say knee surgery, but a it was a pretty, a pretty serious procedure. Oh, and okay. so when I woke up from surgery, I had a right leg, a right boot on and a left leg knee brace. And I had to recover like and that. And that's how you entered free agency. That's how I entered free agency. What yeah, was your free agency brutal. process like? Honestly, man, it was a trying time, man. You know, because statistically, when I left the Eagles, you know, I productive, I, productive. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. more, I had more catches than anybody in uh, Eagles history through the first three years. Um, if you looked at guys like that came in with Devontae Adams, these guys who I have a ton of respect for, right. and numbers don't say the whole story. But we know for a fact there's guys that are getting paid strictly off numbers. Correct. You know, no so doubt. Yeah. and I, I felt like I had the numbers to warrant a good contract, but all because of those injuries. And going to Buffalo and having that down year and having to go get surgery, literally, I didn't get calls for the first four weeks of free agency. And then all of a sudden, Bill Belichick and the uh, Patriots call. Yeah. And so they call me, bring me on, and, like, you're not missing any time with them. 
Like right. OTAs are pretty much like training camp. And so, man, it was a it was a very trying time for my family, man. We had to definitely uh, lean on a ton of faith. But I have a great wife, man. She supported me big time. And so I went to OTAs. They signed me to a contract. I won't say the specific numbers, but the numbers basically were if I made 90 percent of the offseason workouts, that I would get a good amount of money. I probably got signed because they didn't expect me to be able to get through every single right. workout. Mm-hmm. But man, you know, stayed strong, kept getting kept getting better, and took that holistic approach that I told you about. Made all the workouts, collected a little bit of cash, and then once I got released from them after I pulled my hamstring in camp, I went back to the Eagles, went to the playoffs. Man, I feel like I'm back on my feet. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, and, man. and you were going on other visits beside, aside from signing with the Patriots. Yes. Because remember, remember, I went on my visit to the Titans. Yes, that's true. And you were like, I forget like why we were texting. I think yeah. I was just training in, in Nashville. Yeah. And we were trying to link up and train together. Yep. And uh, you were like, yo, I got a... I got a visit coming up too. Yes. And we were both kind of excited about yep. us both kind of playing, but yep. you just never know what's going to happen when they go in and do all the medical stuff. Yep. You never know. You know, and honestly, I was at the point where I was like, okay, you know, these teams know, they still look at me like, you know, okay, what's his identity? He's a, he's a pass catcher. He'll come out here, he'll run routes, he'll work hard, he'll catch the ball. And as I get older, I'll be great for the young guys. Cause I'm not, look, I don't got as much skin in the game where it comes like, I'm not going to help that guy out. Like I want to see everybody get paid. I'm more of a guy that wants to be cool with guys in the locker room too. But, um, I got calls from like green Bay, you know, obviously the Patriots Titans. And so, but they were all on league minimum. So, so I went yeah. from a second round draft pick, 1.1 million guarantee, putting up these numbers, having one year that was down. And right. now, here you go. We'll try and give you $800,000. And so that was kind of hard. But I was like, I'm going to pick a team where I know best I can work my butt off, yeah. get the best opportunity, possibly get the ball. And then now you get a chance to increase your value. Went to the Patriots. And dude, it's crazy. It's like Bill Belichick has like the Midas touch. If you get, I would tell every free agent, if the Patriots call you like undrafted free agent, just go to the Patriots. Don't do that. Well, I know. No, I'm don't t- say I, that. Well, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> please, please don't do that. No, 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 no. I'm, You're I'm, right, though. I'm saying. I'm saying. But here's the only thing. And I shout out to the Niners. I'm not just trying to. You know, I'm saying. Uh, probably the Patriots. I'm saying this is what I saw happens though. These guys will go to the Patriots. They might do terrible, but. Every other team is trying to steal guys from the Patriots. That's They're like, true. oh, if Bill Belichick thought he was good, he must be good. It's right. like, if watch, Bill gave him a chance and he barely he, didn't make it, maybe, maybe he's he'll good make for it us. on ours. It's like, dude, watch your own film. And so, honestly, <laughs> I just, that's what I, that's what I realized, man. Like, I was at the Patriots for a little bit, had a, was doing strong in camp, had a good offseason, was healthy. And then after I even pulled my hamstring, I got calls from some, some from some contenders. Right. Like from some serious contenders, still wanted to be on league minimum, but more calls than I got during the free agency. And then once the Eagles called, it was it was like no brand. Like I know these guys, I know the system. Good friends with Carson, so let's go. What's yeah. that? What's that like when you go from being on a team, yeah. leaving and coming back? Yeah, I, I would say honestly, it's only it's great unless they win the Super Bowl the year you're gone. Yeah, and then yeah. it sucks. Yeah. It absolutely, Dude, I sucks. can't stand. True, I hope man. you guys have a ton of people listening right now. If you see me, I was not on the Super Bowl team, so please don't ask. Every time I tell somebody, "Oh, I played for the Eagles for four years," oh, congrats! Shut up. Like I did, I didn't win. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I was. Win I was not there. What a it, kick in the ball, bro! It sucks. Dude. And then I was with the Patriots this past camp. I got released, pulled my hamstring, and they go win and the they Super go Bowl. Win the Super so, Bowl. So you know, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'm good for your team. But I don't know. But look, bottom line, though, was I went back, and I'm not going to lie. It was great to be back with my homies. But there's still this cloud over your head at first that, like, if we don't win or we're not successful, it's going to be because I'm here. 
there's that thing in the back of your head because when I was gone, when I when they traded me, they were so successful. Mm-hmm. And so when you get back, there's that feeling of like, man, do I live up? I, I wasn't with the Super Bowl team. There's a couple, so, homie. There's a couple of the guys back. Yeah. you and uh, DJ, right? DJ, oh yeah, DJ, and he's coming back this year. And so, um, and I don't know how much he would uh feel that. You know, I guess I felt it a little bit more because I was literally in camp for the camp that they were going to go on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I got traded for Ronald Darby. They need a corner. And so then when they go do that, and then I come back to pretty much the exact same team, every ball that comes to you is like, if you drop that, that, that that's why yeah. we were successful. To, you know. they so, said, they've said that to you? Oh, you get all that. I mean, that's, that's yeah. why I'm not really heavily on social media and stuff. But I was there's some. Like, I, I honestly... I feel like a lot of Philadelphia oh, you're saying, fans. You're saying people say that, people. Not, not the teammates. No, the teammates were the yeah. teammates were good. People, teammates were good. Th- that can definitely be uh, like a deep dark hole you can get yourself yes. in when yeah. when you start reading and seeing all the people that are like, "Oh, you suck. We should have done this with you or that with you." And I, I, we've all been in that sort of situation. But yeah. it definitely can be almost like a a poison that leaks into your yes. brain, and then it grows and it sprouts, and it's so much easier. I don't know. I keep social media. Because to me, it's like if you these people can say whatever they want. At the end of the day, I'm the one doing it. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, exactly. And we traded, and especially the Eagles. Like I played there my rookie year. You were there. Yep. And y'all beat us. It was like we were two and fourteen that year. But like y'all, are some ruthless ass fans. Oh, like, the Eagles yeah. are crazy. They fans. go hard. Which, Dude, which I you, love you appreciate it, man. that. Yeah, you appreciate the hell out of that. But it's like you got to live and die by that sword sometimes, and it's okay. People, people always expect the most out of you. People right. never go to themselves and say, "Well, I didn't do this. I didn't do that." Right. People are always willing to hey, I point the finger at this guy. This is the reason why right. I'm not successful, or my team's not doing this. And as soon as you learn that it's like it's just smoke. Right. Like there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there, and the the more they get after it, right. If you have haters, then you're do, you're obviously doing something right. No question. You know no question. No, you got you hit it on the head, man. And so yeah, that was and that was just like literally that like kind of like first little hurdle. And then I will say, man, when I came down to, I scored actually my first touchdown back in Nashville because when yeah, we saw, played yeah, the Titans, yeah. you know, so, it, you, plays, it plays on Vanderbilt's uh, highlight reel of your guys as two NFL players you guys have in the league. Really? It's you, yeah. It's you with your highlights. Right. Right? It's you running that go or whatever. Dude, it's I love. think it was, was it last year? It was last year. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yep. And so, Do you remember the score of that game? I don't remember what happened. You know, uh, I don't remember either. Oh. Yeah. I got it. You guys, hey, will you look up the score of the 2019 nah. Eagles versus uh, Titans game? Pull that up real quick because I totally forgot. Was that a who won that one? Uh, that was a close one. Dude, I think it was. On. Uh, man, it was a close uh, one. Was it? Yeah. it went to overtime. I think too. Did yeah. it really? You know, I got actually the Eagles posted something the other day. Um, who's that DN you guys have? Derek Barnett. Yes. Yeah, beast. and he, we we ran a play. We went had a quick play action where it was like boom boom, and I like I slept on him a little bit. And he pushed pulled me. And got a sack on me yeah. that game. It was actually. My second game back from that concussion, you would love to talk about, and um, <laughs> and it, like I, they they posted a picture of it on their in, on their Twitter, yeah. and I tweeted like I remember this play, dude. You're you're <laughs> so you're so free on there, dude. You're but just it's, like, that's the yeah. thing is like, dude. Like we talked about this before we got on the bus. It's so much easier just to be yourself. Like, yeah, I'm, it is. I'm not worried about anybody making fun of me. It, like no one's gonna yeah. make fun of me more than me. You know, what I'm saying yeah. no one holds himself to a higher standard than I do. Right, right. So obviously, if I give up a sack, like it's not gonna be like no, that never happened. It's right. like, well, yeah, it should happen, dude. Yeah. And it's like it's just fun. It's easy to make fun of yourself because Will does a good job of this. He gets his ass in front of every joke people are gonna make on him. I love it. That's what you gotta do. You gotta get out. In no, front of I love it. No, I've always told people like I take this approach now with everything. I either engage or evacuate. That's it. Like so, when it comes to social media, like I know how I'm wired. I'm a communicator. Right. So words mean a lot to me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I know like, okay, well, 
You really gonna put the score right? <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. Oh, wow, there 20, it is. Twenty six, twenty three. You know what? Now Overtime. That I, now that I remember Corey Davis had a uh, a touchdown. He did oh. yeah, at the end. He caught did. it. He did. I'm and we the, won. I'm yeah, with, it was I'm like a the, walk off. I'm with the Niners now, so you know. Yeah, 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 I, you know I can't. I can't really. I just, it doesn't affect Yo, me as much. The Bay is sick. I love. I love San Francisco. I love it, man. I love it's, it. Too. It's, it's Santa Clara. It's more Santa yeah, Clara, well, or something, but it's awesome though. You you play with Sherman out there? Yeah, he's great. He's a good dude. He's huh? a really he's a really yeah. good dude. Very intelligent. Um, and one thing that's not taught, he loves his teammates, man. Dude, he seems he like that really kind of does. Dude. Yeah, great. He's dude. like that out at the NFLPA meetings. Like he's always like chopping it up with everybody, and on, he he's like works hard to try and get stuff done and be heard and be talked and talk about stuff, issues and. He's always on board with everybody. He, anytime I've seen him, he's been really cool. Yeah, I was with him. It was the year I think the year before he tore his Achilles. Yeah, and we were in Orlando together. And I, like you know, Richard Sherman. Everyone knows who Richard Sherman is, and so like that whole Legion of Boom thing. And I'm, I'm watching this dude. We're hanging out at the pool, and we're talking a little bit. But his kids like getting in the deep end and knocking, like going back and forth. This kid's like three or four. Yeah, and he's like parenting his kid, and like he's just being a good dad. Yeah, and I took that away. I was like, man, this dude like. Because all you see, like we were talking about outside, like you just see people's like facades or like right. how they are on social media or like on the football field. And this dude just being an awesome, like all weekend was with his family, yeah. having a good time. He seems like an awesome dude. Yeah, he is. And then people think I get I get pissed at him because we had a little altercation when we played him a couple mm. years back. I got in his face, but it's just because he hit Marcus late. Yeah, he's, but I still think he's an awesome guy. Like right. he's a really good person. He's a great dude, bro. Yeah, great dude. I can't say enough about him. Yeah, no, got a good team, tell. good culture. You got Jimmy Garoppolo out there too. He was in our draft class. Yeah, most handsome dude in the league. Oh, he's a beast. Yeah. Have yeah. you brought up the? Uh, does do people chirp him for? Um, yeah, the first day. You first, talk, first day. Because you got it. Because I'm not gonna. I can't do about, that. We're talking about him being out there with that with that chick. With, with That's the, what I'm talking about. With the porn star. Yeah, with the porn star. Yeah, of course. First day. Love I mean, that. like at this point, you know, it's like it is. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it you is. You know, it's like you're in public. Yeah. Hey, what's that if you got caught? What'd we you were, ask him? Um, you know, uh, why? Because <laughs> 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 like, I can, I could not, I could not act like I was trying to have a genuine friend. Because look, dude, as a receiver, there's like somebody that you like just don't want to be all over. It's the quarterback. Because it's just like you know, you want it to be an organic friendship, right? Like me and Carson, I would say we had a good organic friendship because Carson was um he was third string when he first came to the Eagles. Was Sam Bradford was a starter and it was Chase Daniel. Mm-hmm. He didn't become the starter until Sam got traded. So I was cool with Carson because he you know third string guy like we didn't expect him to play. He was just a really cool dude, great guy. Yeah. And then he became the starter, but nobody would have ever questioned like, okay, he's just kicking it with Carson because he wants the ball. Like I was hanging with this dude when he couldn't do nothing for me. Right. You know, and that's how I kind of like do so with my quarterbacks like I don't want to be like uh politically correct. Hey how you I don't care right. if this offends you. you know, he just laughed at right all. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, what's up, man? Like, hey, yeah. what was up with that porn star? Hey, porn year, stars, dude? huh? Yeah. So, uh, you know? You watch your videos before you guys went out, or what was the deal? <laughs> yeah, you know? Um, yeah. It was, it, but he was, he honestly, he laughs it off, man. He's a super, super cool dude. Um, cool with everybody in the locker room. Uh, but uh, very, very focused. You can yeah. you can tell he, he still has a lot of that. Uh, he got a lot of stuff from Tom. And so he feels that. He feels that weight, but it actually like motivates him. So yeah. a lot of guys love him. Uh, I think he's gonna have a really good year this year for us. You big fan of Shanahan? Yeah, he's a stud, dude. He's cool, bro. I only got to be around him in with the skins for one or two years when he was yeah. like the uh, quarterbacks coach and OC. Yeah. yeah. But how is he as a head guy? How is he as a head guy? Um, I, I would probably say I, it, he seems like not the type of person to be phased by like, oh, I'm the head coach now. I have to. He mm-hmm. has a great staff of guys that he trusts. Um, he knows the game of football. I, I will say, man, like my two receivers coaches are Wes Welker and Miles Austin. 
Like, it takes a very secure head coach to be like, you know what, I'm going to bring on these two ballers because I understand the dynamic of a receiver room. Yeah. Like, he's very cerebral. He understands, like, why receivers, we react better to coaches that have that have done it. Mm-hmm. And we and as receivers, our whole game is confidence. People say catching the ball is, you know, eyes and hands. It's your confidence. If you, if you aren't confident, you're not going to catch anything. Mm. And so when we're watching film, you got Wes Welker, number 22 in catches all time. You got Miles Austin, dated Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? Like, dated guys, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but obviously he that's had his, his stats. He was Miles Austin. Like, it was like, Miles, Miles Austin, bro. Yeah. Like, it was his house for yeah. like a good couple right. of years. So these dudes instill confidence. Like if I do something out in practice and Miles daps me up, that's like big bro. That's like your yeah. big bro when you're 12. Like you the right. man. Right. And so like that's the type of dude I would say like Shanahan. Like he knows how to put people in the right positions to be the, their best selves and to just relax and play the game. And so that's what I really appreciate about him. man. I know that he thinks deeper than the surface. That's awesome, man. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good insight. Hey, hey, you got to listen to him, bro. Like he dated Kim Kardashian. You have to. You yeah. got to, dude. He's got some does stories. He, does he ever talk about it? I mean, he played with me at the Eagles, so I know all, like, the stories, but yeah. I've told the guys, like, we got to wait till like, third week of camp when it starts to get kind of tiring. Yeah, right. Yeah. You got to bring out Release those stories. Those stories. Yeah, we got to get for some juice for practice. Like, Dude, that's funny. That is crazy. You, play, you played with him, and now he's your coach. Yeah. It was a big. It was one of the big reasons why I ended up uh, going to. Just because, like, you know, I'm, I'm big. Like I said, I'm big on relationships, man. Like, I love spending time with good people because currency, that, that only provides so much happiness, you know. So I want to be around that, good people and good community. And so Damn, that's what I like about Miles. Currency you definitely got a really good head so on your much. shoulders, man. Got good people, man. Good family. Currency only provides so much happiness. Yeah. That's Mark solid. it down. You good, Haggard? You get that? That's a good boy. Yeah. Got the puppies out here. Love it. I love it, dude. That's awesome. You really got, you like you really got like stuff taken care of. You be how long have you been married for? So I've been married for two years now. Uh like I said, going on three. Um, like I said, great, great wife. Uh we uh we actually went to Vanderbilt together. So I was a uh junior, she was a freshman. So I was like, Okay, I need to talk to her before any of the other football players do. You know, yeah. I gotta mark my territory. It's like Haggard. <laughs> yeah. And so uh basically man, we became really good friends though, and I think that was the best part about it was like she wasn't just gonna be like all over me because I was a football player. So we yeah. developed a really good friendship. Um, I ended up going to Philadelphia. She got drafted to the pro team in D.C. And by that time, I kind of was like, I always knew I was going to be a family guy. Like, my mm-hmm. dad's been married to my mom for 31 years. That's, so awesome. that's like, that's in my DNA. Like, that's what I know. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I always saw a man waking up, going to work early, coming home, eating at the dinner table, loving on my mom, treating her right. Like, my dad would get gifts for my mom on holidays. He'd be like, hey, guys, like, do you think this is good? Like, do you think she'll like it? Yeah. And sometimes she would hate it and take it back. He used to be so dejected, but he'd come oh, back man. with that. Oh, come, man. Yeah, oh, right, right. But he'd come back with that same energy yeah. the next holiday, like, this is going to knock her socks off. And so that was the type of effort I saw in a guy, like, to treat, you know, treating this woman the right way. So that was kind of how I was brought up. And so when I met Shayna, man, she was she was perfect. And uh, when she got drafted to D.C., I was like, man, this is this is nothing but fate, man. I got to go make this thing happen. So I was I was on that Amtrak, baby. Lock it up, up dude. and down, yeah, man. Yeah. Going to her games, spending time dating. Um, we started um, dating for about after about in about nine months. I proposed, mm-hmm. man. I actually proposed to her. Um, we used to go eat at this pub every single day. There's a place on Vanderbilt's campus. It's called the Pub. And uh, it's a place that a lot of people eat on campus, like kind of like the cool spot, the hip spot. We used to go there every Monday when we didn't have practice, and we would meet and have a little little dinner. I'd have uh, wings, she'd have the quesadilla. And uh, what I did was, the night I proposed to her, I got us a helicopter to go around Nashville. Flex. We landed, Flex. flex. Let, 
Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Lewan Jaguar, flex. No, Jaguar yeah. rental cars. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, in a we'll, yeah, we'll get that in a second. Um, you took so her in a helicopter. Helicopter. James Around. Franklin let me get the guy, get the helicopter though. It's my guy. Okay, it was, it was his helicopter. A lot of mixed reviews on him. We'll tell you. Go yeah, that's, that's my boy. I love him to death. So he, helicopter, boom, land on uh, Vanderbilt's football field. My the old AD David Williams, rest in peace. One of my good brothers. He actually just passed away. The old AD meets us on the football field, takes pictures of us, and then. He says, hey, I'm going to drive you to the restaurant you guys are going to. We hop in his car. He's like, it's like the coolest Uber black of all time. Like, it's the AD yeah. of the school driving you to to where we're, to the restaurant. Well, the restaurant's the pub. We walk into the pub. I got the whole thing rented out quesadilla. and got the booth that we used to sit at. Uh, white tablecloth, everything. I got the quesadillas, the hot wings. And then I proposed to her right there, man. Yeah. Shoot, so, dude. Solid. Yeah, man. That's a solid story. That's a good story, yes, man. Sir. Oh, God, yes, sir. you're killing it. Will's writing notes down right now. I'm you sitting got, here like, I'm going to get Charo a gift on the way home. <laughs> yeah, bro, you got to. <laughs> yeah. But, but like a I said, gift card, Best Buy, got to get those. <laughs> but, I, solid. but I tell people that, you know, Does I tell people. Yes. Right, exactly. It'll work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I tell people that, though, and I say, like, in the same breath, though, like, don't hear that story and think, okay, here's this great guy. No, it's because of stuff that my dad instilled in me. It's because I got to see what he did with the small things. Now I've got these amazing resources and amazing relationships. I'm doing the same thing that he's doing on just what some people will call like a quote unquote larger scale. But it's the same thing, it's the same spirit. So, um, yeah, man, just got I got a really blessed life. Got a 10 year, 10 month old son uh, named Josiah. Great, great, great little kid. Super, super good child. Uh, don't cry a lot, man. Easy on easy on mom and dad. And we got a good support system. My parents, her parents are actually both married 31 years. They got married in the same year. No way. Same That's year, like bro. Exactly, man. So, um, I, like I said, man, I'm blessed, man. I got nothing to complain about. Man, that's a, out, <laughs> you got to put together, man. That's well, awesome. Where do we go from here? The guy's perfect. Let's no, no, that's not true. Who's our, our next guest? You were mentioning it outside the bus, 27. You're getting older. You're getting older. You know, as football players, you talk about, like, you know, your back nine. Right. Um, what would you like to do after football? You know, um, I would say, man, there's a couple of things I really do love, man. I, you know, obviously, uh, family's big for me. But, uh, man, I love Vanderbilt. I love, I love the school. I love what it stands for. You're Mr. For. Vanderbilt, huh? Not Mr. <laughs> no, Vanderbilt to the public guy, but dude, you you internally, you're like, you love Vanderbilt. I, yeah, man, yeah, internally. Because you got David Price, a stiff competition. You know, yeah. uh, God, Jay, Jay Cutler. Like, Jay, Jay is smooth, man. A lot of people think he's like a, an a-hole. That dude, if I ever call Jay and I'm like, hey, I need you for a charity event, he's like, I'm there. He's played in my basketball. Played in the ba- I didn't even know Jay What if you call him basketball. and ask him to get on bus with the boys? Yeah, he would do it. Like, he'd be I, with the boys? I think he would. He won't probably talk as much as I do. No, but right. he'd be here. Like he's a great dude. We don't so, need to. We, do, we just need to. You know who Zach Mettenberger is? Yes. So Zach yeah. Met, Zach Mettenberger's birthday is today as well. Really? Yeah. He just turned twenty eight. He's a king of Nashville too. He he yeah. was a he's a king of Baton Rouge for sure. King of Baton Rouge. He but, slayed Baton Rouge when he was at LSU, dude. It was him, Jarvis. Odell, Odell Jeremy, Jeremy Hill, Jeremy Hill. Yeah. they had they were uh, Lyle Collins. He's an honorary, bro. He's a, bro. He's dude. undefeated in roof, bro. Dude. He's yeah, undefeated he really is. in tin roof. Dude, he's he got a crazy I, record there. We used to, dude. We used to get after it, tin roof and losers. But he's he's an unbelievable dude. I totally forgot what I was gonna say. But oh yeah, he uh, he <laughs> loved Cutler. Like yeah. that was one of his favorite dudes. He yeah. loved the stoic, don't give a shit attitude. Like yeah, bro. cigarette in his mouth. Cigarette memes. In the, I yeah. Love those memes, oh, dude, it's so funny. Yeah. There was a he was playing the Dolphins. It was like his last year, I guess. Like, um, yeah, Tannehill, who's yeah. actually with the Titans now, tore his ACL, and uh, he came. They like brought him on. He, he was like retired. They came. He gave him a retirement, and he had a play where he landed up in the slot or something like that. Yeah. And they told him not to move, and he literally didn't move the entire play. Yeah. It was. He it couldn't was, wait. Like he could not wait for that opportunity. To do nothing. Yeah. And but he, just, but that, that, that's like dude, his though. like uh, his deal. Yeah. Like he's, that's just his thing. 
Like, yeah, the guy seems like he doesn't give a shit, but he gives so many shit. But people are so interested in him because yeah. of him. He's true to form. Yeah. I feel so. like they can't break past that barrier he has. Exactly. Up. We'll break it. Exactly. We'll well, break you, guys de- you guys dude, definitely We'll knock could. down, dude. It's like the Berlin Wall, dude. We'll take that thing down, dude. No, my- You're experiencing the, the, the character of this bus. There's a train yeah. that goes by any time we're doing an episode. This is like love the it. second one going on right now. This I is the second. Like, you were in the middle of saying something before, but I usually have a big thing about it. For those of you listening, if you hear a train outside... That's because we're by trains. That's, yeah. how, that's how it works, right? That's how it is. The AC is on. I'm still sweating, but it's extremely hot in here. But imagine if the AC wasn't on. Adversity. That's what we do on the bus. No, you got to overcome it. You got to overcome, overcome the adversity. It. But you're, you're yeah. calm, cool, collect, man. You're always keeping it chill. Dude, it's, it's like I said, man, I got nothing to complain about. But, like, you know, back to the point about the whole Vandy thing. I, I love Vanderbilt football. And, I, and just like you have a passion for health, wellness, and recovery. Like, I, I want people to feel good. And so, you know, I, I come from a school where essentially you have to compete against the best and the brightest in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And you have to compete in the SEC. So our kids at Vanderbilt have a unique challenge ahead of them, especially the athletes. It's like, dude, these guys, like, if, if you go, when I was playing there, we have less people on the football team. Because how many kids can go to Vanderbilt and walk onto a football team? Like, think about it. Like, you would get athletic kids that go to Alabama that can mm-hmm. walk on right. and blend right in. So Alabama, their their football team is working with about 127 people. My boy's a coach at Oregon. He went to uh, an Alabama practice. He said they had about 13, or I think it was like 13 to 20 receivers. So, like, these guys are not taking a ton of pounding. Yeah. Right. We've got about 10. And so now you've got these guys taking a ton of reps, and they've got to go to school and do a ton of papers and have classwork, you know, out the wazoo. And so I'm like, man, I want to be that guy that could come in and kind of force the issue and say, okay, how are we doing? Like, everybody talks about facilities, and I get it. Everybody talks about the aesthetics of Vanderbilt. We need bigger facilities. You went to Michigan. Yep. You guys have a two-story weight room with a flat-screen TV. If we try and compete with you. Exactly. If, you guys try, if we try and compete with you guys, it's going to, we're going to be on the rat race. Or Nebraska. We it's literally, Nebraska. We, we, so Dobson, we talk about, to Dobson all the time about this kind of stuff, like, the way your guys' class schedule. So when I went to University of Michigan, when you had to set up classes, yeah. I'd walk into a room and they'd be like, hey, your, your classes are set up. Just click here. Yeah. Just click here. Yeah. And then, okay, I'll see you later. And then you get to pre-register like right. two weeks before. So you made sure you for sure you got the classes. Like, every I never, class. I never had to worry about setting an alarm and being like, hey, got to get this class. And then oh, I made it, you know, or you didn't make it. You, yeah. And it's crazy that like, you guys got to go in, work out 6, 15, 7, 45. Everyone's got to be done by like nine o'clock. Yes, bro. You have classes. And yeah. then, and you're in arguably very arguably the the most competitive conference in the whole country is in, in big the 10 I, I give the big 10's up there big 10's definitely but you got alabama you got georgia you got florida lsu auburn's good yes. every three years you know arkansas is there and then so you, you got like schools right. that are incredible and everyone says all the time oh these guys cheat or whatever i don't know if that's true or not yeah but i know being at vanderbilt like you guys you guys can't even move the, the needle for like you know the sliding scale like their act numbers have to match and their gps that's yes. just to get in that school yes and so that's what i'm saying like if, we, if we're not going to if we can't waver in some of those ethics and i say we got to get then we got to look at certain areas like like nutrition like there's enough information about nutrition out there and education yeah that we should be able to have i feel like the vanderbilt nutrition should be the best in the city of nashville I'm like the kitchen for these in the kids city of nashville. in the city of nashville i think our kitchen for our athletes should be the greatest because we know eating healthy it increases your ability to to get stuff done in the classroom it, it, it lowers the chance performance. of injury performance okay. goes up yeah. everything so it's like these are areas like instead of worrying about things that look good let's worry about things that matter because i feel like most of the kids that come to vanderbilt you're really recruiting the parents right like 
like Alabama. And they're looking for quality. Exactly. They're they're looking for quality. Like Vanderbilt recruited my parents. Mm. My mom was not going to let me go anywhere else once Vanderbilt called. Because right. they appeal to her. This is a school. You can get a great education. You have great connects. And you're going to play against the best and the brightest. Mm-hmm. All right. Done. Sold. And I still come back and speak to recruits. And what happens is I end up answering more questions for the parents than the actual kids. If you're Alabama, you can walk up to a kid and say, you grew up in Alabama. Do you want to be the man? Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's pretty easy. Oh, oh yeah. And Alabama, you can be anywhere. You can go to Florida, Texas, Arizona, California. Yeah. Exactly. Those SEC so, so. schools, eh? Exactly. I've heard, they, I've heard rumors they pay. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard the. I've heard that, dude. I heard I mean, the rumor. I know is, a bunch of stories. It's just like, right. I heard the rumor is there's like a fee. There's like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars they can pay a recruit. Yeah. If so, say you're say you're Alabama, like, and you want to give a recruit fifty thousand dollars. A school outside of the state of Alabama, the gentleman's handshake is like Georgia can't come in and pay a dollar over fifty thousand. Like they can't. They can't outdo each other if that if that talent is in the state. So if the kid grew up in Alabama, only Alabama can set the bar. And these coaches are shoveling them money or shoveling whatever. That's crazy. And that's how they they all have like a gentleman's agreement on it. That pisses me off, dude. I didn't get a. I dime mean, that's that's all. College, that's all. Dude. That's all a reach. It's all you know. That's stuff I've yeah, heard. I've heard yeah. It sounded uh, solid for sure. It does. Who's the quarterback from Georgia that went to Detroit? Um, Matt Stafford. I feel like I've they said this is all word of mouth. This is not even a factual story. Yeah, right. Yeah. The correct. word the word I heard was like he had like five hundred thousand dollars sitting in his his uh his mailbox outside of his house if if he was gonna stay if he stayed he could have kept it, but then he ended up being like the number one overall pick. He's like fuck that. I'm not gonna stay. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. way more money. Yeah, I'm good on that. that. Right, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. It's just crazy, dude. It's crazy. People do anything with their teams win. All that stuff that happened at Ole Miss. Right. Like, how do you get the number one receiver, the number one tackle, the number one blah, 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 like number right. one defensive end right. to Ole Miss? To Ole Miss. Right. Come and on, apparently dude. that was stuff with the where they went over that a little bit yeah. in those other schools. Like, there were yeah. people way behind the scenes. They got Ingram, they got Kandichi, and they got uh, Laquan Treadwell. And they, and they got Larry Tunsil, too. Larry Tunsil. And I think Larry Tunsil from, like, Chicago or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, like, uh, so I think there's, like, a high four or a five-star that Vanderbilt got over the last year. I think he was a backer, Dobson. Coach Dobson was telling me about it. And I asked that question, like, how do you get somebody like that yeah. over Bama's, the Bama's of the world, the SEC schools that come in? He was offered by everybody. Right. And he was like, well, he comes from a Nigerian family, so when his parents come, like, you recruit the family. You that's recruit what, the parents because what it is. the parents from that kind of culture background, right. um, they and they strictly want education. Yeah. Like, that's where Vandy will win. Yes, bro. So when you go when you talk about the whole quality over yeah. the what the picture looks like, you're yeah. never going to really be or have all these facilities that these right. other schools are going to have because Vanderbilt is so, you know, it's hard to get into, man. Yeah, you know, I, I they can't throw loopholes in there like no, the other teams can. Like, hey, well, we can get your kid in school. Like, no, the academics do not. It's not the same level of. Uh, they don't perceive it the same. The academic side doesn't look at the football side and say, hey, we're going to do everything we can to help you. They're like, right. no, we have a standard. Right. These football players you recruit, they better meet the standard. They're not getting in. Well, and I think Vanderbilt is the most representative of what real life is, too. Like, when I went to Vanderbilt and I got on campus, nobody cared about who I was. Okay? When you go into the real world, nobody's going to care about who you are. Mm. You got to go work your butt off. Okay? Yeah. And then even my senior year, like, when people knew me, they still were like, okay, what are you going to do next? You know, it wasn't like I had friends that went to Alabama the first day on campus, 50000 
Twitter followers and all A's in all your classes. Like real life's not like that. Yeah. You know, that, and so yeah. Vanderbilt taught that's, me a ton of that, point. you know, and I think um, like I said, I really think the biggest thing is, you know, when you're recruiting these kids, especially in their when I like I said, when you're recruiting their parents, I'm always saying, like, we need to focus on the things that these kids can take with them. Like if you help a kid facilitate a healthy lifestyle and understand recovery, understand his body and then send him off with a good education, he can actually use that. You go to these schools and they're trying to sell you on a jersey in the stadium. You can't take that with you. You know, you, uh, mm-hmm. what's that jersey going to mean to you once you leave? You can like, always, you can always play on the fact that these kids want to go to the NFL. Exactly. And like, yeah. and if you yeah. if you have a hard enough push, hey, you got the height, you got the this, you got yeah. that, blah blah blah, you got the speed. Like you can you can get kids to buy into that stuff. Me like, like for me, I never had a pl- I never had a plan B of like anything. When I got right. offered by Utah State going into my senior yeah, year, yeah, we were I, talking about that. I was like. Uh, I, like my coach told me some some guy utah state guy like i transferred schools mm. to play offensive line and so i didn't have any offers my junior usually you have like your offers you pretty much have like you're you committed by your junior right. year right so i'm going into my senior year with zero offers and this utah state guy comes up to me and says, hey man we'd be lucky to have you blah 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 like kind of like super casual yeah and he walked away and i kind of was going about my business my the head coach is like hey you're uh they offered you right and i was like i'm going to the nfl and they're like, well, no. I was like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to the NFL. That's unbelievable. Utah you know State. Right. Utah State, the Aggies, oh, baby. You made it don't straight the to Aggies. the NFL. You've arrived. But, but I say that because, like, dude, you could, like, for me, that was my yeah. my thought. I was like, yo, I'm going to the NFL. That's insane. Right. And, like, I now it doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter what I do. I walked in to school, and I was like, they're like, what do you want to do after college? And I was like, well, I'm going to the NFL, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, well, you know, statistics, I was like, ah, I'm general studies. Yeah. I'm doing, and I did <laughs> yeah. general studies and I was a two point communication. But looking back in it, looking back in that whole thing was, uh, yeah. if I could have done more in college, I would have, I would have, I would have. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. What we got going on here? Is that you, dude? Huh? You disrespecting that... the bus right now? No, I wasn't disrespecting the bus. No, I was it. Uh, I don't even know why that alarm is on. <laughs> I have no idea why. You see him like trying to slowly like, put it by. Like, hey, yo, I don't know why that alarm was on, but I got to go. Nah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. But I'm I got to get out of here. I'm no, good. we're wrapping it up in a little bit anyway. No. It's all good. But um, like, uh, I definitely think when you're 17 years old, yeah. like you ha- you have a great head and shoulder. You had a great home life. Yeah. That is, you're super blessed to have all that stuff. Yeah. But a lot of kids don't have that. A lot of football right. is their way out and everything. Right. But I think also I will say this, though. The tide is shifting a little bit because kids have more access to things they didn't know about before. Social media is changing a ton of stuff. Yeah. Like kids are like really on their phones, like trying to figure out how to start like a business right now to gain notoriety and to gain fame. When we were growing up, the only things we saw were TV actors and athletes. And rock so, stars. And yeah. rock stars. So I think we were more inclined to think if we're in corporate America, that's boring. And if we go to the pros or entertainment, that's fun. Right. You know, you never thought once about like, I'm going to have a, you know, enter a YouTube channel or any of this. Like you just kind of were like, what do you want to be? I want to be a baseball player. And that was it. Exactly. That's crazy. And so I think there's more information out there. And and I'm telling you, like being in being in uh, Santa Clara has showed me why. Because think about Stanford. Exactly. Stanford's extremely um successful on the west coast right Mm -hmm. right and the reason why is because education is actually like really uplifted in the west coast like that like being around tech and starting your own business deal that's a huge deal Mm -hmm. so when kids get a scholarship from stanford that's like the golden ticket okay now i can do both i can start my podcast i can start my business shout out and and i can also go to the go play against usc oregon well we're still making that ground in vanderbilt because i still feel like you're still recruiting against like i said georgia alabama auburn tennessee whatever 
But at the same time, I think that that tide is going to start to shift. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, like, I, I think Vanderbilt's got to do our best to be as ahead of that as possible. And I think we are doing that. But like I said, man, I feel like if we major in the things that truly matter, and it's going to be the things that matter to the parents when they come on campus and the kids that will actually be able to come to Vanderbilt and actually, like, really like the culture and engage into it, I think we'll be just fine, man. I think I think education, you're in NFL locker rooms. Mm. Guys are talking about money now. Yeah. Guys Stuff are talking outside about, of ball. Guys are definitely, the guys take a lot of pride in the businesses that they're in. Exactly. And what they're investing in and stuff like that. And I think there's, I mean, there's a double-edged sword when it comes to social media because you have these kids that they'll just go on the latest trends and they'll do, like, kind of like, you know, like growing up watching Jackass or CKY. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'd watch us and they'd be like, please do not pre-perform these stunts, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, I'm gonna do it anyway. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Do that stuff like, well, now it's like, it, you got these crazy kids out there doing like the next cool thing. First was the dab, then was this, and that, and everyone's trying to repeat everything. Twelve year old white kids ruin everything. Yes, like they ruin every damn thing. They, they, they take it and they butcher it. <laughs> they ruin. They butcher the whole thing. They do that. that this thing right here. Like, yeah, yeah. All the there in a game Fortnite, like Fortnite, Fortnite dances. White oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. It's where you look. These little white kids are in stands doing the Fortnite dances. Yeah. I'm like, son of a bitch. I, I think yeah, the best thing, the coolest thing though, like. It's like growing up in the 90s or the early 2000s compared to now is you do have that outlet to say like I can really be whatever I want yes. and no one's going to go well I'll sell insurance no one wants to f- no one wants to sell insurance and no. if somebody's listening who sells insurance you don't want to yeah. you know what I'm saying like you everybody has a dream and at some point they were told that well it's not realistic you can't right. be an artist because well artists only really make money when they're dead right. you know what I'm saying then they all of a sudden get famous their art sells like it gives you opportunity to, like you can display that thing and all it takes is one person yep. to click retweet yeah. And then one of those people say, holy, that's actually pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And they click retweet on that. And then you get dudes like, you know, with millions of followers, retweet that thing. And that, that's easily blown up. And exactly. then all of a sudden you have a business without even trying. Exactly. It's, it's, it's huge. It opens, it opens up a lot of gateways. I just really hope people use it as an opportunity instead of just an opportunity to be like five minutes famous. Like use it as an opportunity to, to create, really expand and grow. To yeah. create, expand, grow, and use it not to just look at girls hooking using their their bikinis on and stuff like that right. don't look at like look at stuff that's good quality like, yeah, yeah expand your horizon of what yeah. do i like what do i not like right. those are those are the types of things that are really going to make like this generation this, these millennials or whatever the hell we are like it's going to make us like take us into the atmosphere yeah. of you know being your own person and being able to be a unique individual because that's that's something that started being that started to be celebrated right. is being unique when before it was like Hey, just fall in line. Right. You know, you'd be or at suppress recess. something that or you suppress actually. Yeah. yeah. You'd be at recess as a five-year-old, like going to PE or fitness, whatever you called it. And you call the hair stare. You have to stare at the next person's right. hair and you march to the next place you're yeah. going. And now like people are more free That's a to express See, themselves. That's what I'm saying, bro. And think about that. Like, like everything you're saying, like, when you're trying to do that and tap into something, you gotta go into a place where there's a ton of resources. Look how many resources are in Nashville. Mm-hmm. There's a ton. There's a yeah. large, large community here. I, I mean, look, you go to Tuscaloosa. If you don't get out balling, what you gonna do in Tuscaloosa? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, yeah. And also, exactly. And then even hearing you say this, Taylor, you have a, a son or a daughter. Daughter, two year old daughter. You have a two year old daughter. So let's say you have a son, and later on, like there's stuff that you know about post that you're gonna know about post football. Yeah. That if somebody came to you from a school like Vanderbilt and said that, like, bro, you know the truth. Your son's probably gonna have the ability to go out. And be just as good as all these kids, these other schools. But he's going to want that extra thing in his hand that's going to help him post. Right. We we just got Kenyon Martin's son on the basketball team, and we got Scottie Pippen. I guarantee they got recruited because they both have dads that play in the pros that know there's more to basketball. You know the crazy thing that you mentioned that, and I really haven't thought about that until you just mentioned it. Yeah. Is I never even thought about my kids playing sports. Right. I just thought like w- like whatever they want to do, I got to figure out a way to connect with them in that way. 
like right. that's that, um, that's that's my fear is like you know if my kid is you know wants to be an artist right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't i have an artistic bone I in my body understand. as far as like painting i can't paint shit my brother yeah. can paint but like to be able to how do i go and how do i like have a relationship with him in that way because the only thing i'm used to i've been playing sports since i was five years old right. probably earlier than that but like what i remember you know what i'm saying organized and so it's like how do you go like you said, you, you, I mean, you might be on the back nine. I have about 10 or 15 years left in me. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I love it. when I am done, like, that's all I'm going to know is sports. Right. And so I'm, I'm trying to diversify myself now, doing new things, trying new stuff, just exactly. to see if I like it. So when my kids are at old enough age, like any kind of route they go, I know that I don't need to be overbearing, but I can at least figure yeah. out, like, how do I relate to them in whatever way and, it and is. And I think the thing, too, though, that you speak to, man, like, you have, obviously, like, the fact you have great work ethic, your discipline, and that you try new things, those are characteristics that even if I said, okay, I want to be an artist, if I work hard, I'm dedicated, and I like to try new things, I'm going to be successful. Right. If I want to be a doctor, and I take that same approach. So I think one thing you definitely don't got to be nervous about is the principles and the characters already there. So even if your child were to do something that you don't completely understand, I think those building blocks and that foundation is right. going to help them still be successful. Because, yeah, I worry about the same thing, man. Like, look, my wife's a professional athlete, you know, so we have this son. Everybody's like... He's definitely going to be. When you said I have a, I, have a, I was like a oh, pro athlete. Yeah, exactly. You know that's what, that's what yeah, everybody thinks. Jeans, exactly. And I would even say personally, I'm inclined to be like, oh, he's definitely probably going right. to play he's sports too. Beast. But he has his little piano. He loves playing that piano. Just knock it out of his hands. Your head cut that out. <laughs> yeah, like stop that. No, but um, <laughs> <laughs> give, him a fo- give him a football. Yeah, hey, 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 put yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, just give him a ball. But if he wanted to do that, and like I said, I stopped playing piano when I was like twelve. There's like really nothing I can really give him in that department. Yeah, I would still say, man, you know what though? Um, one thing I would say, there's a couple things I definitely live by. Uh, relationships. I believe that relationships more than anything, uh, more matter. If you're going to try and be successful, I believe you got to do more than what's required. Like if you only do what's required, you're never going to be great you know if, if vanderbilt and alabama work out one an hour 30 minutes a day we're going to lose every single time so you got to put in more time if you're going to catch Dude, up you hate mm-hmm. alabama yeah i yeah well, i'm from there you know yeah. didn't get a didn't get a letter so it's all good i'm gonna keep jabbing <laughs> yeah. but um it's all good I'm gonna so, keep jabbing. yeah um so obviously do that and then obviously i've always told people man like 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 nobody cares like i'm gonna tell my son nobody, i'm gonna true, tell my man. son when he gets older like if you want to have a pity party understand this 80 percent of people don't care about your problems and 20 percent are glad you have them right. so you'd be better off well, like whenever point. you're going through something just to go ahead internalize it you know if, if you need if you need to shed some tears shed your tears be your, you need to get back to work right and so like those principles have nothing to do with strictly football like, absolutely because those, those people aren't losing sleep exactly you're, you're yeah. the one going to bed thinking about what everybody's saying about you they're saying whatever and really they don't even care as much as you think they yeah, do. no one right. gives a shit about and it and they're, they're sleeping just fine so you're a slave in your own mind thinking that people care about you exactly. that, that kind of uh you know that kind of magnifying glass exactly so so i'm like yeah you want to go do uh real estate take those same principles right not caring about what people think you know, uh, caring about like as far as the relationships, your own personal ones in your right. family, uh, communities that you actually stay in, and then also doing more than what's required. Like do do some overtime. Be the first one in the building. Don't be afraid to work hard. Right. And, and see how great you can be. And then let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Vanderbilt needs to do something with you, dude. You're like a you're like a walking billboard for those boys. Dude, and you I, do I a hell it. of a job. You do a really good job. No, I do. I love. What it, do you man. want? You want to be? You want to be an AD, huh? You were talking about wanting to maybe be an AD. You know, we'll see, man. I, I really, I've got a lot of respect and love for uh, Malcolm Turner, the new AD that just got hired. People know that I had a really good, a really good relationship with uh, David Williams, the mm-hmm. old AD. And so, um, you know, I kind of want to see from the top. Uh, Malcolm's been nice enough to let me come and speak to him on a couple of occasions. He's going to give me an opportunity next off season to kind of just walk around and let him see. Right. Let me see from the top, 
like what sports administration looks like for him and for that type of career and stuff what does it take what kind of degree do you need to get do do i have to go back to school i just kind of want to just learn from that space and then um more so i think after that just kind of figure out where i kind of fit in and how i kind of want to go about my next career but i know i want it to be a vanderbilt and i know i want to be in direct conjunction with the football team like i love i love vanderbilt football and it's a really complex thing trying to be uh successful with them so i'm like man that's kind of exactly what i want to do uh my wife loves the city of nashville my uh my in-laws live in Georgia. So they're like three hours from us, and my parents are from Huntsville, Alabama. So they're like an hour thirty. Right. So it's a perfect central location for us to spend time with family. So man, like this is home, man. We love it, love it yeah. to death. This yeah. podcast is gonna be a resume for him. Oh, easily. Yeah, we're gonna push this stuff to him. We're gonna give you the content. Like we're gonna we're gonna make everybody aware. Dude, I would just be happy with a shirt, but I'll take it. Well, you got a shirt, and it's your birthday. So happy birthday! I Thanks for freaking it. coming on, man. I know you got to get rolling somewhere. That's why that alarm went off at two o'clock. <laughs> no, uh, I, you even I, told me, uh, you know, two o'clock you had to be somewhere. So. Actually, no. When we originally set the call, I think it was going to be at three. That two o'clock one was to be like, hey, like wake up or you actually oh, have to be there like at three. Gotta, oh, I love like you got it. something to do in an hour. Yeah. Like so, whatever you're doing, stop. Organized like that. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah. then you won't believe it because I was I was a little bit. Yeah, late. I still <laughs> don't believe you. I, yeah. I still don't believe you. Worst AD ever, dude. Worst AD. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for coming on, man.